All right, welcome back everybody to the Pack Out Podcast. Um, we're back tonight after a little bit of a hiatus. Um, elk season 2021 is now in the rearview mirror. Um, so tonight we are actually sitting in Jimmy's garage. Um, I had planned on doing a little bit of an elk recap for you guys on the way home in the truck um, on our way back from Montana. And just the way things work, things got packed away in the uh, back of the truck and we didn't do that. But uh, we wanted to bring you guys a little bit of a recap tonight, uh, just kind of go over how things went in Montana. Um, you know, things that went well, things that didn't go well. Um, bit of a spoiler alert, I guess the coolers came back empty, but uh, we had a good trip and, and I think we made a step forward, made a progression in our um, elk hunting experience. So that was a plus. Uh, next week, we will sit down with Aaron and, and uh, he'll give you guys a bit of a a recap on how things went in Idaho, but Jimmy Elk season 2021. Uh, I think we started preparing pretty hard, probably back first part of December, but uh, it's in the rearview mirror. Today's actually October 1st, and now we're kind of transitioning back to deer season. Yeah, hard to believe that uh, elk season's already passed and on deer. Um, it, deer season's kind of off to the similar start as elk. Uh, first day was pretty uneventful yeah i didn't even uh i didn't make it into a tree uh i got home a little bit late from the west side of the state so my first hunt will be in the morning um but yeah you were out didn't sound like it was too eventful and i know our buddy ethan was out and it didn't sound like he had a lot of action either so yeah it just you know that is warm and that first first day i mean it's good to be in the stand again and and actually uh sit up in a in a stand and but you know pretty quiet uh you did see a good buck from the from the truck tonight on one of the properties that well actually the property that i recently bought so that was encouraging uh hopefully tomorrow night something will work out and uh got a little intel tonight from you on him and hopefully tomorrow night take advantage of that and start off uh deer season with a good buck so that was encouraging yeah it's kind of interesting you know you bought this piece uh what a couple months months ago now yeah it's middle of august i think we closed on it so yeah and i mean uh we had went out and walked that piece a little bit and uh this is a piece we'll you know you guys will probably kind of get to see how things progress there and we'll talk about a little bit as things go but um we had walked that piece and then you had been kind of keeping an eye on that piece and there's always a ton of deer but there hasn't really been a ton of good bucks so it was pretty surprising tonight you know pull up the binoculars and doe 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 and all of a sudden it's like you know there's a shooter and then you start looking at him and it's like well there's a he's a no doubt you know stud <laughs> yeah that was uh, a shocker to me because i was out last night and in, in glass property and i was out there for half hour 45 minutes you know the the last little bit of of light and a couple little bucks out in the field and 50 60 does i mean there's a, a pile of deer um but just uh, cameras have been dry just nothing nothing really worth shooting just kind of planning on honestly getting in all the property this year and shooting shooting some does but uh, uh tonight's encouraging uh it's uh, it's in a good neighborhood um just totally different piece than i'm used to um just a mix of of some grass that i'm not used to to having and then timbers just uh it's just kind of different for this area usually it's part of a big block of timber um that we just don't have in our area and everything that I'm used to hunting is a small block of timber. And, um, this is part of probably a thousand acres of, 
of timber through a couple miles, but um, it's 47 acres of it, but uh, um, just just something new. So uh, trying to figure that out with a very limited amount of time, wasn't able to really get any plots or anything in there, or, um, any of the stuff that I'm used to doing. Um, so just kind of kind of felt like this year was going to be more of a learning learning year than anything and uh especially with not seeing any good bucks just wasn't really planning on on hunting it over the hard just doing like i said some does and more observation than anything and tonight uh tonight was encouraging it changed pretty quickly you know that's kind of i think one of the cool things about you having this new property uh especially getting in the game a little late with when you bought it uh, not, you know, not that that's something you could control, but there's only so much you can do, but it, it's going to be kind of neat to see as the season progresses, especially over these next six weeks, you know, what do you really have on the property? Because like you said, cameras have been dry, you know, this buck, um, was not far off food and, and probably is betting on your property, not far off the food. So he's been around, you know, and it, it'll be interesting to see because he's not the only one out there. Right. And I do have a few cameras soaking, um, that I probably won't pull until, after season um unless i kill something in in one of these areas uh just a couple super thick areas that um i don't really anticipate getting into um but those will be interesting i think at the end of the year to see see what's on those um i think those are probably the areas where i'll pick up some better bucks if they if they have been living there and i just haven't been seeing them on the food um so that intel will be will be interesting i i'm just uh i just this is just totally different for me i'm used to like knowing pretty much what bucks are there what you know having a, a number of shooters i'm pretty spoiled on the properties i do have permission to hunt um and i know them well and i just feel a little lost this year not and especially being so getting the property so late um just this is a new experience so it'll be it'll be fun it'll be a fun process but uh it'll be a it'll be a few year process to get this property where, where I want to get it. But, uh, it should be, should be a fun challenge though. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, then the nice thing is I feel like I got some pretty good recon tonight and then we'll try to slip in in the morning and just do more of a, like an observation sit, uh, and see if we can maybe catch this deer coming off the food back to the bed. But I think tomorrow night you're going to have a pretty good chance to slip in and try to kill him. So, you know, they always say that first sit in the tree on a buck like that is kind of your best chance. And I think that's going to hold true. You know, tomorrow night you have similar conditions, similar wind, uh, pretty good idea where he's betting. So I think you're going to have a pretty good chance to get a crack at him tomorrow night. That'll be exciting. Yeah, fingers crossed it'll uh, it'll come together. I think tonight's intel was was uh, was pretty clutch. Uh, like I said, not something I didn't plan on having, but uh, I think, you know, the intel you got tonight is – we were really narrowed it down to, I, I think, a couple of spots where he's probably crossing into that to that food so i got a good feeling that tomorrow night could be even if i don't get crack at him could be very eventful so yeah it'd be good to start off the new property with a bang and kill a oh that'd be kill your best buck so yeah that would be awesome i'll be waiting for the phone call on the tree tomorrow <laughs> night i know if my phone starts ringing six seven o'clock i'm gonna know exactly what's going on before i answer <laughs> yeah yeah if it's a text it's probably a no if it's a call it's probably him so yeah that's always uh uh, that's always my favorite phone calls in the fall i know if i'm sitting in a tree and i get a phone call from jimmy and it's the same way for me you know if i'm calling oh yeah usually a buck has hit the ground so we're, we're getting to that time of year it's it's exciting i i can't wait um 
Elk was Elk was exciting, probably not quite as exciting, I guess. Uh, we had a, we had a good trip. Um, to start, we left on a Thursday morning. So last time we drove all the way straight through to Montana, and we both were kind of like, we really have no desire yeah. <laughs> to do that again. So we left Thursday morning. Uh, we had a pretty uneventful trip that first day. We drove, I don't know, 16, 17 hours, somewhere in there. Uh, with the time change, we ended up staying out in South Dakota. Uh, we got to see the famous or infamous Sturgis, <laughs> South Dakota. Yep. <laughs> a little little quieter without bike week, I think. Um, so, yeah, we, we stayed that night, um, and that put us probably eight, nine hours uh, from our, our destination there in western Montana. Um, and then I think it was that next morning you had pulled up the weather and saw that we had this extreme wind advisory. Yeah, we had the weather had looked great for – like the week leading up looked like the whole time we're out there is going to be beautiful weather. Couldn't really ask for more. And then, yeah, I, pull, I pulled up the weather and it's calling for a high wind advisory, like up to 75 mile an hour winds. So, uh, that quickly changed plans a little bit too. Yeah. Yeah. That made for a, a stop at, uh, tractor supply somewhere. We, we pretty much decided, you know, last time when we went, we took a trailer, uh, and we took a chainsaw, you know, we had all kinds of stuff. Yeah, we kind had everything. A, yeah, kind of the what if, you know. And now we're like, well, these are essentially two tracks. We're taking up the mountain. We're going to have gusts up to 75 mile an hour. You know, it's like what happens? We get down some of these roads and now they're, you know, there's all of a sudden a tree tree across. So uh, Jimmy came away with nothing else with a new, uh, was it Husqvarna? Yeah, new Husqvarna chainsaw. Yeah, yeah. So there was, you'll find there was many things bought on this trip that, that probably didn't need to be bought. Uh, but that, I guess that was kind of the first thing, uh, we knew the weather was going to play a little bit of a factor, at least Saturday and Sunday. So we pulled out of South Dakota Friday morning. Um, you know, we had to do some, some fiddling around to, to get a saw and get a couple other things on our way. And then I think we ended up getting to, we stayed at a campground, uh, kind of at the base of the mountain. I think we ended up getting there, I don't know, about two o'clock in the afternoon, yeah, I think it was it was a couple hours later than we planned, but it was still fairly early in the afternoon. Yeah, and when we got there, we had a spot. Uh, we had a couple spots that we had some intel on previously, so we knew we wanted to at least you know try to get one hunt in that afternoon, uh, and at least just see if if the bulls were kind of back in that same area. So uh, we quickly you know got camp set up and and kind of set up our our base camp operation for the week, um, and then we headed up the mountain. We hit a spot. Um, it was a, a nice bench that I had found e-scouting kind of off the road up above where we had a pretty good encounter with a bull a few times. So, um, we hit that bench right away. W wasn't too exciting. There was a lot of sign, but a lot of old sign. I would say the, I would say the elk were in there probably a week or two before. Yeah. There was nothing fresh at all. Really. I mean, there was, there was definitely sign there, but nothing, nothing to get excited about at all. So, yeah. So we, we worked that a little bit. Um, you know, did some locating, didn't, didn't really have much response. We had a little bit of wind that night, not bad, but we kind of knew once we started seeing the sign that, uh, wasn't going to be a very fruitful effort. So after that, we decided, uh, there's a couple of main roads, uh, that kind of go, I guess, towards the edge of the unit. Uh, and we knew if we got up on top of some of these roads, we'd be able to see down in some of these basins. Uh, so really Friday night, that first night, besides that, maybe half hour, hour hunt, we got in, we spent a lot of time, uh, 
riding roads and we kind of ended up on the top of the world it felt like yeah that was uh for a guy that is not uh too fond of heights uh that was an eventful ride um and yeah amazing views uh just a couple spots that were a little sketchy and by main road that is a very loose term um on the mountain but uh yeah it was uh yeah at one point it it literally felt like we were on top of the world and we could see forever yeah and i'm uh you know, heights don't bother me too bad, but I'm, I'm with you. Some of those spots I'm like, you know, I'm just, ah, I don't really like where the edge of my tire is right here, you know? <laughs> yeah. And you'd come over top of a, uh, you'd be, we'd be going up and then it, it kind of plateau out and you'd come over top of that and you have no idea what's on that other side. And no, and who might be coming up the other side or what cattle might be on the road. And <laughs> right. <laughs> so we, 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 uh, we got a little bit of intel that night. We drove by some spots that looked pretty good. We drove by a couple other spots that just had, I don't even know how many had a cattle. Yeah, Ca- lots of cattle. It was pretty easy to check those spots off that, right. hey, we're not going to we're not gonna bother with that. But um, we, we did get a grouse. I was just going to say, we at least, yeah, we did have some success. Yeah, we had our first kill on Montana. We I did. was able to uh, to take a, uh, a spruce grouse at, yep. uh, at 30 yards. That was... Uh, that was pretty exciting. About the size of a chicken. Yeah, that thing was huge. <laughs> yeah, and I, I got to give Jimmy credit. He, uh, you know, we, we saw this grouse and we're like, yeah, we'll shoot, you know, we're going to shoot it or whatever. Pulled over and Jimmy jumped out, grabbed the bow, no stabilizer, no rangefinder. The grouse was on to us. I mean, he, he kind of knew the gig was up and yeah, shot him, just smoked him 30 yards. Yeah. No range, no nothing. So that was, uh, that was encouraging. Yeah, it was. I, I figured if nothing else, I knew the, the bow weathered the ride fine and, uh, the bow was still on because, uh, yeah, that was, uh, a much smaller target than what we'd be pursuing without. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Friday night we, uh, yeah, we at least had our first kill under our belt. We, uh, headed back to camp and, uh, kind of got a game plan for the morning. So Saturday afternoon, the weather was going to get kind of shitty. That's when that wind was going to come in. We knew we had till about, uh, I think, 10 or 11 o'clock. Yeah, late morning. Yeah. So we decided to go in uh, where you and Aaron had actually had a pretty good encounter. Yeah, we had had a really good encounter and probably should have gotten arrow in that bull uh, two years prior. Um, But that general area, there was – um, if we kept going past where me and Aaron had our encounter, there yeah. was that meadow down and, um, you know, we just looked, looked like a decent area and it turned out to be a decent area. Yeah. Yeah. So we, uh, we went in kind of at gray light. Um, we knew we wanted to get about back where you guys had had that encounter, you know, and, and do some, do some locating. Um, I think we, we did some locating there. We did some locating kind of off uh, kind of down into the canyon off the other side. Yep. Uh, there was some sign in there, nothing super fresh, but the elk had been in there. We didn't, we didn't get any responses. Um, and then what was it? A couple, a couple hundred yards. We walked up on that spike. Yep. Yeah. That was, yeah, not maybe no more than three or 400 yards past where me and Eric or me and Aaron had had that uh, encounter. Wasn't far. Yeah. Yeah. So we're, we're, uh, we kind of came like up over the top of a little hill, started to drop back down um and i think we saw about the same time yeah you know and and it was kind of hard to tell uh at first i think i was i think i was shooter that you were a shooter yeah yep. and it, it was kind of hard to tell was this a cow he was not an impressive spike by any means no. 
Um, but he was probably 40 to 50 yards. I mean, he was well within bow range. Yeah, and stood there for quite a long time. I mean, there was ample opportunity to to take him if he would have been legable. Yeah, absolutely. He, uh, you know, he saw us too, but we just kind of froze and, and yeah, he calmed right back down and ended up walking off. And if he had been a branch bull or if we, or cow, you know, or if it was legal to, to kill a spike out there, I think we would have probably had an arrow and an elk, uh, Saturday morning more by happenstance, but it was nice to see elk Yeah, kind of where we had done some scouting and, and planned on seeing elk, you know, that, that yep. was always encouraging. Um, so then we, we kept on after that. Yeah, we kept, which I think just after him is where we heard the first bugle. Yeah, I believe you're not, right. Not far past where he was at all. Yep, yep. So, yeah, we, uh, I think you had, I don't know if you had located or calf called. I don't, I don't remember. remember. Either no. way, we got a response. Um, and just kind of walk us through. Yeah, so we had, we had, continued past and we knew there was a meadow we were going to come up on a meadow yep and i think i calf called and he responded i think you're right and we knew he was we, we were at that point i would say maybe 600 yards from him yeah give or take yep where what well, we found out later is we were probably 600 yards we thought we were a little closer yeah than that. yep um but we calf called Moved in a little closer. Calf called again. I believe he responded fairly fairly quickly again. Yeah, and I think that was kind of where we thought maybe he had some cows. Yeah. You know, because he had kind of, re- I think if I remember right, he had kind of responded in a similar yep. similar location. Yep, same area. So I think, so we'd, uh, we kind of knew we were coming up on that meadow. And I don't know if we, I, I think what ended up happening is that bull wasn't exactly where we thought he was. Yeah, And yep. We had, we kind of came up on the meadow, but instead of exposing ourselves, we kind of veered off in some some thicker stuff. Yep. And he had started talking a little more without us. Yes. Yep. Um. And he bugled uh, a few times, and then um, and then he was responding to the calf calls, but wasn't really wasn't really going anywhere. wasn't really doing much. Yeah. Um. So then I think we got in where we we felt like we were within a couple hundred yards yep. and we hit him with the bull calling cows yep. and he responded, but it didn't, uh, it didn't really materialize after that. He had, yeah. I think they were at the end of the day, I think they were, they were going somewhere else and we weren't, we weren't in that bubble. Yeah. That, I think you're, abs- I, I think you hit the nail on the head. I just think with that bull, I think we would have had a chance, but we, yeah, we couldn't get into that bubble, that bubble where the bull calling cows was going to make him yep. come fight, you yeah. know, come respond essentially. I think we were still probably at that point more like 400 yards from that bull. And we, we felt we were within a couple hundred Yeah, and I think they, and, and they were moving the other way anyways. And I just don't think there was really any reason for for him to come yeah come that way and and we found out later he he had a, a decent harem of cows with him so yep we did uh when we got down in that bottom kind of right off the meadow like you said we we didn't want to get out on the edge of that meadow and, and expose ourselves because we at that point we didn't really know how high he was uh we knew he was above us at least a little bit but we got down in that bottom and man the sign was just oh yeah that... unreal that's probably the best freshest elk sign we've been on yeah for sure um, and, and later after we kind of, after that bullet went over, over the top and we, we 
kind of followed them there. We got we got out in that meadow, and there's, I think, was there two wallows or just one wallow? Two wallows, yeah. Two wallows out there and just trampled down. I mean, fresh, fresh droppings. I mean, yeah. very fresh. Yeah. Um, Damn near steaming still. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there was it was a, a cool crisp morning, and they were yeah they were still steaming, and it we were we were just a little bit behind behind yep. them really is what it what it equaled out to yeah and it, it was good we we got in that sign this was probably what two miles off the road two and a half maybe by yeah. the time we got to the back probably of the about two and a half. you know and and by this time we're 17 16 days into the season so we felt fairly confident that these elk weren't getting overly pressured yeah you know at least there had been boot tracks there had been guys in in this area but i don't know that they were getting back far enough yeah, and I I think we've seen that kind of throughout this trip is that we were able everywhere we went there's people. I mean there was there was yeah, some there's pressure everywhere. Um but I, I I felt like we were able to throughout this trip find the little nooks and crannies where the elk were were held up and people just weren't going to, we were just going a little bit further and yep. not that we were going super deep by any means. Um but finding those those little honey holes that people weren't really getting into. Yeah, and that's, you know, there was there was definitely, uh, I mean, there was a fair bit of pressure, and I think there's a fair bit of pressure everywhere now, you know. Yeah. But I don't know that the pressure really made a big difference in our hunt. No. no. You know, I, I, like you said, I think we were kind of able to find the pockets, find where these elk had maybe been getting pushed to a little bit. And, and relatively speaking, I think most of the guys we talked to said it had been fairly quiet. But honestly, we got into bu- we got into bugling bulls every every solid day of hunting we had. We got into bugling bulls, you know. And, and whether that was luck, whether that was e scouting paying off, you know, I, I it's hard to say. Probably a mix of both. But I think we were able to kind of even with the pressure, we were able to kind of use that and stay in elk, which I think was important. I think that was a nice step forward for us. Yeah, for sure. I would say that was that was probably the biggest step from last time. Um, and I mean, at, these bulls weren't bugling a lot throughout the day, but I mean, they were bugling enough to enough to keep us in the game. Yeah, to keep us, I guess, keep us interested. Really. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. It, it it definitely made us feel like we were in elk every day. Yeah. You know, for which, sure. which was good. So. Um, yeah, that morning we we crossed the meadow. Uh, it makes a, a decent climb up to a a little ridge top with a flat, a little bit of a flat bench up there. Not enough to really batter anything, uh, but we got up on that bench and actually then across that basin was another bench that we had hunted yep. uh, previously, and we knew that there was going to be a good chance that there'd be elk in there, and that was kind of the direction that these elk had headed. So uh, before it got too windy, we climbed up there and and kind of got a lay of the land and that was about it for Saturday. I think it, you know, we hiked out and it got pretty, by the time we were getting out, it was, the wind was starting to, to pick up. And, um, I mean, we weren't, we weren't in that, the peak of it by any means, but it was to the point of you weren't going to hear much and it was probably time to yeah. just get a daddle down off the mountain. Yep. And it's not, uh, it's definitely not spot and stock country and we're not spot and stock hunters. So, it, no. you know, without being able to hear the bulls, bugling and, and kind of play the game that that we uh prepared to play it was going to be tough right and we had a tent we needed to reset that we wanted to make sure it didn't end up in the river yes <laughs> yep so 
uh, yeah, I think that was about it for Saturday. Um, and then Sunday was when the rain and the snow and yes. shitty weather really kind of rolled in. Um, so Sunday, I think we did get a hunt in Sunday afternoon after things kind of cleared. Yeah, and that was more of a um, more of a check a spot off. Really, um, it was a spot that we had. I think you well you de scouted and yep. it was a little bit lower. Yeah. Um, wasn't. I mean. It looked like it had potential, and it did. There was there was actually a fair amount of sign, just all very old sign. Yep. Um, mule we, deer. I say we got into some mule deer that day. <laughs> um, but really, the, I mean, the the good thing is we checked that that spot off, um, figured out there was no fresh sign, and not to not to waste the good days we had coming there. So yeah. um, even though I mean that even though we didn't really get into any elk at all, um, it was good to check a spot off and 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 kind of know that we needed to be up in elevation. Yeah, and, and I had um, I had a, a few different spots marked off of that road, and and they were all similar elevation, you know. Yeah. So, like you said, I think it was important we kind of checked that off, and and then we didn't end up going back in there because you know it's all going to be kind of similar stuff. Not to say that there couldn't have been elk there, but we knew we had better stuff and better days ahead. So, yep. Um, so yeah, that that was pretty much Saturday. Saturday was was fairly uneventful, um, or that was Sunday. I'm sorry. And then Monday is when we decided to go back in on those elk in that meadow. Yep. Um, so Monday we hiked in and at dark, we were going to try to be to that meadow by gray light. Yep. And we uh, got there. I yeah. mean, we were, we had timing about right. We end up getting that meadow, I think right about legal. Mm-hmm. Um, so about when we were, we were aiming for. Yeah. We, we hit that about right. Um, I'm not going to lie. It was a little bit. A little bit sketchy hiking in in the dark when there was bear sign. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you know, Dan uh, Dan Staten always talks about you know kind of getting over your fear of that, and and it, it was fine, but yeah. it was a little bit uh, a little bit eerie maybe that. Yeah, first the first I don't know, say the first twenty minutes, a half an hour, it was it was dark. Yeah. I mean, there was there was no no light, and um, I guess with two of us and two headlamps, it was it wasn't too bad, but it's kind of tight quarters through there too yeah um you're not you're not seeing far in front of you so um yeah it was a little sketchy but it worked out yeah and i yeah i will say it was good to do that and now know that yeah it's you know it's not so bad yeah and i mean we i just faced that fear and right uh, now we know we can do it and it's uh it's probably always going to be a little sketchy especially in g bear country but yep um and what we found out later was that uh well we were really in in g bear country but uh yeah um yeah at the end of the day it was it was it was good it worked out fine so yeah yeah and i guess we uh we might as well we can cover that now we uh so we had we had been in this this spot and actually another spot and saw a lot of sign um mostly you know tree scratchings dead logs that they had ripped open no tracks we did see some bear shit on that one trail that was it was old but it still kind of makes you eh. yeah um but our last day there we ran into a couple boys from montana uh in that area not quite as far in as we had been going um and we got talking to them and super nice guys yeah great guys um and they were pretty forthcoming with us. They were telling us stuff that we already knew. And I think, you know, at that point we were telling them stuff that they already knew as far as, as bulls being in there. But, um, yeah, they had called in a, a lion and a, a bear twice. A to- yeah. The same. They figured the same bear twice. And then I think the cat into, well, like eight yards, they said. Yeah. Yeah. They said the cat had actually 
uh, ran off when he unclipped his holster. Yeah. You know, so that <laughs> that was a little dicey. We've been in there calf calling and, you know, walking in the dark. And like I told Jimmy, it, I hate to be the third strike with that bear, you know. <laughs> yeah, and unfortunately somebody will be. And, um, I mean, it's not like both the encounters that those boys had had were um, – like they had to run him off. Yeah, I mean they were they were. It didn't sound like they were super threatening encounters, but enough where they didn't just see the barrier. It was an it was an encounter. Yep, yep, coming into call. So that was interesting. No, uh, no grizzly encounters for us. We didn't see any bears out in that country. They're always around. I mean, I'm I'm sure we were around bears. Yeah, you know. I mean, you know they're there. Yeah, but uh, it it worked out well. So it was. I'm kind of glad we found that out on the last day. Right. <laughs> yeah, better than the first day for sure. Yeah. So Monday morning we uh we get to the meadow and I think you saw her first on that far face. Yep. Uh we had just caught one elk kind of right at the top. Right, yep. Uh ended up being a cow and man, it, she never busted, but she she knew. Oh, she knew we were there. Yeah. That's or she knew something was there. I don't know if she knew and she didn't. She actually didn't even bust off. She just kind of. No. She just kind of walked off, got in the timber. I think we seen her a little further up. Yeah, too. heading over the top. I think. Yeah. Um, but we had bull. We had one or two bulls bugling. I think we had two bulls. We had one. Uh, I, I'd assume was this this the bull from earlier or from yeah. a couple of days prior, kind of the same area. And then I think there was another bull. Kind of across that, that next. Yeah, kind of that that area where we ended up. Yeah. Yeah, so once she left, we kind of beat feet up to the top. Yep. Um, and there was still, I think that's two bulls bugling still, but they were across the canyon kind of over on that big bench yep. that we had uh, had a good uh, encounter or two before. Um, so we had a pretty good vantage point there. Like I said, this country is not a lot of big country where you can glass, but we did have a pretty good vantage kind of to the edge of that bench uh, and kind of the uh, hill elevation, I guess, going up into it. So, um, by that time we decided to, you know, grab some food and, and kind of sit there and do a little glassing. And we sat there for probably, man, I don't know, half hour, 45 minutes. Yeah. Um, and then finally caught some movement, Yep. uh, kind of across, there was this little opening and, uh, a little bit of a saddle, I guess, is really what it ended up being. Um, and what'd we end up seeing six, six cows and cat, or I guess they were cows and calves yeah yeah i think there was because there was four yeah there was six i think there was that's four and then kind of two separate ones that meandered through a little later yeah so we we kind of watched them and uh there was a bull bugling kind of up more towards the bedding where we thought they would be uh and i think we both thought that he was coming you know that that he was probably with those cows and it just felt like he was he was gonna pop out anytime i mean we we could hear him moving um along that that elevation and like if it felt like where is it i mean we should be able to see him he's yeah he's he's right there right there and he was he was being a lot yeah um, yeah he was uh he was definitely doing a lot of talking there was another bull up a bull above him doing a lot of talking um thermals weren't great at that time so we were kind of sitting there waiting basically you know a for him to come across so we could get a beat on where he was going yep. uh you know, we kind of assumed he was going to be heading with those cows, but then B, we needed to wait for the thermals to switch so we could, we had a pretty good steep climb down yeah, and then we were going to have a pretty good climb up. Uh, so we knew it was going to take a little bit of time to get over there, but we really want to make sure we had the wind in our favor, kind of that mid morning switch before we went in there. Uh, and it wasn't long after that when we seen, I think you saw, yeah. uh, 
a couple of guys coming from the top. Yep. So from the opposite side top, they came over the top with the thermals blowing down. Yeah. You know, and it it it's frustrating. It's public land. They have as much right to be there as we did, but man, I think we had a pretty good beat on those elk. I think we had a pretty good game plan if it just would have would have worked. But well, I mean, what do you do? Yeah, and that and and we kind of had that feeling that something happened because that bull was bugling a ton. Um, uh, felt like he should be coming any time, and then he wasn't coming, and then the cows had kind of fed off, and he still wasn't there, and he stopped bugling. And <laughs> I think you had maybe re- were starting to eat something. We're digging through your pack, and yep. all of a sudden, I seen two guys, and oh shit! It's like, well, that's why he went quiet on us. Yeah, yeah, it uh, it it made it made all the sense in the world there. So I think they worked down a little bit. And then they ended. They weren't there long. They ended up turning around and, and yeah. going back over the top. So, um, yeah, we gave it a little bit more, and then I think we climbed down, right? Yeah. Yep. I don't think we. I think we gave maybe a half an hour, maybe another half an hour, because I think we were end up sitting there for just about two hours. I think it was yeah. hour and a half, two hours. Yep. Probably closer to two hours. Um. Yep. And then we started the climb down, which was a bit treacherous. Yeah. And then we got to the bottom and realized there was a, a pretty sizable creek crossing. Yep. That was uh, not moving slowly by any means. No, no. So. We kind of had more than we bargained for when we got to the, well, getting to the bottom was a kind of a task in itself. And then, yeah, when we got to the bottom, it was like, oh man, we're not done yet. Yeah. And that, the blow, and it was fairly steep going down, but the blowdown was, was a fair amount too. So that made, that made it a little, little interesting trying to get over those and not end up falling and rolling down the hill yeah and that was one thing we ran into a lot that um didn't show up a lot on google earth uh a lot of my maps for this unit on google earth were fairly old like a lot of you know 2010 2011 2009 um but a lot of this beetle kill didn't show up, and there was an absolute ton of beetle kill. Yeah, we found that out more than once. Yeah, a lot. So we, uh, at times, it kind of felt like we were in Colorado. Uh, we we spent our fair amount of time high stepping over beetle kill. But um, yeah, got to the bottom, went across to the top, um, and I think once we got, we were kind of, kind of at the bottom. Uh, or I'm sorry, we were kind of at the middle, it flattened out a little bit before that bench. And we were kind of, I think we were kind of deciding, do we want to go up to that bench now uh, or what? And then we had a, did we have a bull bugle then? Yeah. So we got, if I remember right, it was, let's get up to that tree line. And I think we were walking to the tree line and, and we heard that bugle and then, oh, the thing's got it fairly exciting yeah yeah so we uh we kind of started moving in on him we got into some some pines and a little bit of timber um open enough but there was enough cover that you know it definitely could have been bedding cover and we thought he was a little bit below us uh kind of more down in the bottom of this basin um and we weren't in there long when we had that what we think was a satellite respond yeah and i think what ended up happening is we were moving on the herd, well, what we assumed was a, a herd bull or a bull with some cows down in the bottom. Yep. And we were side hilling to him, and that that satellite bugled below us, but significantly closer. Yeah. And after it was all done, what we realized is we probably should have, we should have, if we would have stayed where we were initially, 
yeah. probably would have had a, 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 a good chance at that bull, that satellite. Yeah, because he was coming. He um, he bugled, and then uh, I think I started calf calling to him. Yep. I think I was calling, you were shooting, and, and he bugled again significantly closer. Uh, you know, and, and, and we kind of followed uh, Joel Turner's school of thought where, um, you know, we had this bull that, a responded to calf calls, but then B, when he responded again, he was closer. Yep. So that told us a couple of things. That told us one, we were fairly confident that he didn't have cows, you yep. know, which which made us thought that he was probably a satellite. Uh, but B, he was coming. Right. You know. And so he, he, the difference between the first bugle and second bugle were significant. I mean, he he yeah. covered a lot of distance in them in a couple minutes. Yeah, yeah. You set up, and I kind of pop back behind, and I'm, you know, I'm just waiting. You know, yep. <laughs> you had a couple good openings, and it's like, at some point, we're going to see antler tips here. Yep. You know, and, and uh, he kind of went quiet, um, never ended up coming in. Uh, winds were good. The only thing I think that we kind of figured is maybe he, because he was kind of down below us and back behind a little bit. Right. I think he, he we, we had worked into the timber a little bit, and I when we were initially set up on the edge is where I think he probably ended up coming up, and I I assume he caught our, our trail where we had we yeah. had cut because I think he was probably coming up to our level, and then was coming into us and I think he probably cut our track, and because he bugled, he went quiet and then he bugled once more at our level. Yep. And at that point it was like, I was clipped on. Yeah. Like, he's I coming. had an opening at like thirty five yards and I I expected to see him in seconds. Like when he bugled, he was yeah. He, he was, was right there. there, and I think I think he just caught our trail um, because we had we had moved into the timber on that basically on that parallel. Yeah, yeah, and I I mean I don't know that there was a whole lot we could have done different there. Um, I think had that bull been above us, he would have came right in. Yeah. Uh, or like you said, had we stayed back, um, you know. But at that point, we had already started to move in on this herd. Yep. You know, if he would have bugled a minute sooner. Right. You know, we, we probably would have been right there. Yep. Uh, and that's elk hunting. I don't, you know, like I said, I don't, I don't know that there was a whole lot different we could have done, but uh, that was a pretty good encounter. That bull was coming. Yeah, and that bull was close. I mean, when he bugled that last time, he was he was within uh, within 100 for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, and it, it's just, th- it's thick enough in there you can't, you can't see um, any kind of distance, but... Um, I mean, he, he was there. He was, like yep. I said, I was clipped on. I was, I was fully expecting to see, yeah, see antler tips at any, any point. Yeah. No, I, I was right there with you. I was waiting. I thought, man, it's going to, you know, now the, the plan kind of got messed up this morning, but here's our, you know, here's our second chance. Things are going to come together. Um, so I think we, after that, we grabbed a little bit of lunch. I think that herd bull or bull with cows, I think he had kind of went quiet. Yeah, he had bugled. He'd been bugling uh, fairly consistent yeah. through our encounter with the satellite. Yeah. Um. He he bugled a fair amount, really. Um. Yeah. But he he you could tell he was. I think he was laying in his bed. Yep. I mean, half-hearted bugles. Some. I don't. I don't remember if he chuckled or not, but he just kind of. Yeah. Half-hearted bugles. Yeah, really. they're they're pretty lazy. Uh, and he ended up being kind of a. He ended up being kind of across the canyon yeah yeah he ended up being we thought he was i initially we had thought he was more in the bottom um but when he settled down 
we figured out and once i guess once we sat down and and kind of got straight across from him had a yeah had a good idea and listened to him for a while he was essentially straight across from us yeah so we we felt like we had a pretty good beat on him and actually across the canyon um kind of up top there was another road that came in that way so we had kind of marked him and thought well we at least can can think about him another day yep you know um so we were in there a little bit longer and then i think we decided to hike out uh and maybe go hit another spot in which i think the the one reason we didn't because that i mean that bull was definitely within distance to to go after but um with the rising thermals i don't and the beetle kill is so bad on that side we were sitting sitting there eating and we heard a tree come down yep and it was um close enough close enough and (laughs) uh just to hear that was was amazing i mean that that the the crack and then the the tumble of that tree and just the we, we couldn't see it but i mean just to hear it was yeah the sound was was impressive we it, were, it's we hard were to describe enough. like it is like to, to hear that and um i think that that the side that he was on i don't know if we could have got to that bull with, with the rising thermals i mean we could have went out and around but i think in order to get out and around i don't know how we would have we we would have got there with with how bad that beetle kill was on that side. Yeah, it had been a it had been a pretty tall task, and especially I think once we had looked at maps and kind of saw, hey, we can you know another time probably come in from this bull, or even later that night maybe you know coming from this bull on a different angle probably would have been more effective. Yep, yep, I think that's what we figured out. So we uh, yeah we instead of we didn't go back the way we came, we actually there was a trail down in the bottom. Uh, we knew it was going to be a pretty, pretty long walk, uh, but we went through some pretty, you know, you'll kind of see the, the theme here. We went through some pretty nasty beetle kill. Yeah. Uh, that was kind of uh, following that where those cows had went. Yeah. Um, hoping that we maybe stumble upon them or, or a satellite or, or something. I mean, we knew there was a group of six cows that were alone, yeah. um, which we never, we never really figured out where they went. No, um, we never really ran into anything that that seemed like where they would be. No, and there wasn't a lot of sign in that stuff that we kind of hiked out through. No, that that small that patch we went through was oh that was gnarly. Yeah, oh, it was that was, <laughs> was that was tough sledding. Uh, so yeah, we we got through that stuff. We hit the trail, uh, and we walked a, a, the trail out to the road, and that put us a long ways from the truck. Yeah, long way. So I think we were looking at like six, seven miles, if I remember right. Yeah. So our our plan was was just to walk the road back to the truck, uh, and maybe some kind soul would give us a ride. Right. Um. So yeah, we we walked a couple miles. Uh, walked up on a rough. So I shot a I shot a rough that afternoon. Rough grouse. Um. Not not near as impressive. It was like a fifteen yard shot, but I did stone that one. So at that point, we were two arrows, two kills. I mean, yeah, not much uh, more you can ask for. Really. Yeah, again, it was encouraging. Uh, so we're walking down the road carrying this grouse, and uh, yeah, a couple couple gentlemen from ended up being from Montana. Yeah, um, you know they they pulled up and asked. Well, it was a guy and his daughter. If I remember, you're right. That was yep. that was in the truck that picked us up. Yep, yep, you're right. It was it was a it was a guy and his daughter and um yeah so they were they were kind enough to give us a ride we got a little more than we bargained for there the uh the the people of montana are great people friendly people yeah great Uh, people we had great experiences but they drive fast uh on roads that are um 
not meant to be drifting fast. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. So we uh, we were kind of white knuckling it. Luckily, he had bars on his bed, and we were kind of white knuckling it all the way to the truck. Uh, and we seen a heck of a bull moose too on our we on did. our walk. I think right before that rough. Um, yep. We seen last the last trip we had seen. I think we'd seen one little bull, and then we seen a number of of cows. But yep. man, that. Uh, that bull was impressive that we seen. Yeah, I don't know. I don't obviously know bull moose very well, but man, he was especially for Montana. I think you know if someone was uh, if someone was in that unit with a bull tag, and there was, we found out later that there was a guy um, that had kind of a party with him, and they were they were trying to locate a good bull, and hopefully they stumbled upon him because he was a good bull. Yeah, he was. Uh, it, that was that was pretty cool to stumble upon him, and I mean, uh, we we weren't real close. We were probably I don't know or 500 yards yeah from probably um but we got to we got a pretty good show out of them and that yep. was that was that was fun that was definitely something we don't see out our back door so. no no and they're big creatures even at four or five hundred yards huge <laughs> huge <laughs> so we uh we got back to the truck and i guess that's a little bit where things kind of started to go south yep. um so yeah clean that grouse up we we threw stuff in the truck um I think we had kind of looked at maps and you found a spot that, yep. you know, that, that looked like it was going to be, be decent. So we were going to plan to, uh, to get in there for the afternoon. Uh, and we had a couple mile drive back down the mountain a little bit. Um, and yeah, just ended up meeting a truck on a narrow spot and, uh, it wasn't going to be a lot of room and, and he didn't want to give up a whole lot of room being on the edge, which was fine. Um, but I, I did my best to get over for him and we ended up catching a rock on one of my uh brand new basically brand new tires uh and that was a, a quick uh, whoosh of air and no tire pressure and there we are seven eight miles up the mountain with a uh, junk tire yeah that was uh <laughs> that was fun uh that turned into a little more adventure than i think we were bargaining for oh geez i mean uh yeah i you know we had this conversation while we were changing the tire with with a few uh choice words i'm sure but the jack in in the a 14 chevy silverado is not made for a, a 14 chevy silverado no maybe a prius but <laughs> but not not a a full-size pickup with a bunch of elk equipment in the back no and we we got it done um but and then it doesn't help when you have a what probably three or four hundred foot drop yeah a few feet away and just yeah not not a fun situation but we got her taken care of yeah i think it uh it, it took us probably all of a half hour and and multiple turns twisting on that damn jack but finally got it up we got the spare on uh spare was a little soft a little soft yeah a little, <laughs> little soft so we had to we had to nurse that back down to the mount or back down to camp uh you know and the tough thing is the closest gas station with air is probably a half hour away. Yeah. So we knew we were in a little bit of a pickle there. Um, we, we camped next to a group of really nice guys that we actually, we met one of them in 2019. Uh, they're from North Carolina. So, uh, I think it was Rob, Mike and Steve. Yep. Uh, so not that they'll probably ever hear this, but if they do shout out to you guys, cause yeah, we owe you guys, you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You guys saved our bacon. Uh, you know, we met we met them coming back up the mountain and uh, pulled next to Rob there and asked him if he happened to have an air compressor because they bring a trailer with the kitchen sink. You know, they're coming 2,000 miles and 
and they had just been in New Mexico. Um, they were pretty much spending the month of September elk hunting. Uh, and yeah, luckily he had a compressor that plugged into a cigarette lighter, which I will now keep in my truck because that thing was slick as shit. Yeah, that thing was a lifesaver for us. Because if not, I can't imagine the ride we would have had to try to get air. Yeah, nursing that into into town would, would not have been pleasant. Nursing it the six or seven or eight miles we had to come down took... I don't know, an hour. Long time. It took forever. <laughs> it was time. a long ride. Yeah. So we got back to camp uh, Monday afternoon there. Um, so I called a, a tire shop um, in Bozeman, which we were a long way from Bozeman. Uh, but I knew that they would probably at least be able to get me something to get, you know, get us through and get us back to Michigan. And uh, they had us a tire in two days. So that was nice. Uh so if you're in Bozeman and you need tires, big O tires, uh, <laughs> they'll treat you right. Uh, so they were they were going to order us a tire. That was Monday afternoon. They were going to have it for us Wednesday morning. Um, so that pretty much knocked out Monday Monday evening, and then Tuesday morning we decided we were going to go in on that bench, uh, kind of where we we were kind of towards the bottom where we had that encounter with the satellite. Right. Uh, but we knew we wanted to go, you know, kind of get up on that bench and even on the other side. Um, so that morning we left early, we knew we wanted to kind of be the first ones there, uh, just with the way pressure was. Uh, so we got there early and, uh, went in and had a pretty good morning. We had a, yeah, we had probably our best morning of elk hunting we've had. Yeah. I think. Yeah, def- definitely our best encounter. And I would say, I would agree, probably our best overall morning. Um, so I think... We both were carrying bows. I think you were calling that morning. Right? Yep, you were shooting. I was calling. Yep. Yeah. So we uh, we actually heard bulls bugling from the truck. Yeah, because we had we'd got there early, uh, but we were coming in off the top, so we were waiting yep. for for thermals to switch. Yep. Trying not to be the guys from a couple of days earlier. Exactly. Um, which we had a little bit of a climb to the top. Yeah. Um, and I guess had we known where the bulls ended up bugling or where we found the bulls, we probably could have went in a little earlier. Um, but it ended up working out fairly well. Yeah. Yeah. The bulls actually ended up being kind of on the, on the backside of the, uh, the top, the bench area, kind of where we were coming in. Um, and I think we had, boy, this all kind of blends together, but what was there? Was there, there ended up being two bulls bugling. Was there two when we went in? Uh, yep, there was, uh, so there was the one that was, well, we, uh, we should say that on the way in, we took a couple of wrong turns. That's right. That, so we'd, we'd taken the first turn, realized that wasn't what we needed, backtracked, grabbed the path again, went up and thought we were going to come, kind of come up one side of a, of the, the ridge, I guess. Yeah. And what we ended up doing was continuing down the ridge and, um, we had, but when we went in, we had one bull bugling kind of up towards the top and then one kind of lower end up, end up being pretty much on the elevation of the trail. We, we finally ended up taking. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, that actually ended up working out pretty well. Cause like you said, we ended up being kind of on the same elevation as that bull. Um, <clears throat> so we, what did we, did we, we had him pretty fired up. 
and at that time we didn't think he had any cows. Yeah, so it was the bull that was below us. I think yes. that was that was talking yep. a lot, and we'd actually kind of walked past him. We did, yeah. Um, he'd he'd bugled and then went a little bit quiet on us, and we kept going. And if I remember right, he he was bugling, and I think we we'd got to kind of that. I don't know if it was a new uh, newer cut. I think so. Some some ended up being some kind of transition. Yeah. Yep. And then and then we realized, well, we're gonna come back a little bit. Yep. Um, to him, and I think we hit him with some calf calls. Yeah. Because we happened. we felt like we had him coming, uh, and we were you know we were kind of at this on this transition that looked pretty good. Uh, it was gonna have some decent shooting. We felt like he was kind of on our elevation. Um, so at that time, I think it was just you know, let's get set up. Um, felt like we were kind of within the, you know, within the range to be in the game. So yeah, we, we got set up, uh, kind of off that transition a little bit. Didn't end up being in a great spot. No, I think, I think our whitetail, um, our traditional whitetail hunting selves maybe, maybe cost us a little bit on that encounter. Yeah, it was a fantastic transition, but it didn't end up being where we needed to be. Uh, and we, you know, not intentionally, but we kind of got caught up because we were, we were kind of moving up in elevation just a little bit to kind of maybe get more, uh, towards the top edge of this transition. Uh, and we ended up in kind of a sunny spot that wasn't great, but that's when we had, uh, a bunch of calf calls. Yeah. Like all of a sudden it went from like the bull bugling, bull bugling, like, all right, let's keep going up, keep going up. And I think I had let out a calf call. He responded, and all of a sudden, we had a calf respond close. Yeah. And by respond, I mean five minutes straight of just meow, 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 yeah. meow, meow. Straight up dinner bell. Yeah. Like, <laughs> grizzlies, come eat me. Yeah. Yeah. So I was, uh, I was set up kind of facing towards that transition to yep. shoot. Uh, and you were kind of set up in the opposite direction. You know, we were going to kind of cover both directions. Um, so yeah, this, this calf and, and, uh, you know, assuming other elk were coming with it. Uh, so yeah, we were just kind of sitting there waiting for these elk to come out while all this was going on. That bull was still bugling, but then there ended up being another bull kind of moving in. Yep. That, which he came from a long ways. Yeah. Um, and we had heard him when we were coming in, but honestly, he sounded far enough off that I didn't anticipate him playing into the scenario at all. No, and, and, and that bull went from bugling to us to, you know, that initial bull, uh, a lot more emotion. Uh, they were starting to chuckle back and forth. There was some bull calling cows. I mean, there was what we assume is there was two small herds that kind of ended up you know, in, in the same vicinity. And I don't know if they faced off or, or what happened. Um, but I, I think that bull was coming until some of that happened. Right. Um, but in the meantime, we have elk coming, you know, we're, we're set up waiting and, uh, yeah, just, just watching this transition, waiting for these elk to come out. And then, um, here comes that calf and a cow yep. and they ended up being a little further than we thought. They probably came across that. What do you think? 180, yeah, uh, yeah, somewhere in that area, um, and above us. Yes, yep, they were definitely higher than they sounded. Um, so yeah, they they came through, and it wasn't long after when we saw a lone cow coming through, and she was closer. Yeah, she was 
she was uh, within range. Um, I think I had, I think we'd watched that uh, calf and cow kind of go up. Yep. And I think we could still see them, but they were far enough off. And I think I had calf called again. I think and so. And then, and I think you caught that that closer cow. Yep. And was like, hey, there's another one coming. Yeah. And at that point, I, like, I was, she was, she was even with me going to come past me and I'm facing the other direction. So I'm, I'm kind of out of the game, which, which was fine. But yeah, it was like, you know, we might have a chance. She's, she's definitely within 60 yards, 70 yards, something like that. Yep. You know, so she ended up coming through in some pretty thick, nasty stuff. Yep. Real thick. Yeah. So, um, I think you ended up getting a range on her one time at 50. I think she was 57. 57. Yep. And which she finally, I finally could get a range and she stopped. It went, of course, when she stopped, I had a shot at her hind end. That was, right. that was it. Um, and then she, I got, I got that range and then she continued and she was circling us. Yeah, that was when the thermals were starting to switch a little bit, kind of like almost side hill, and I think she was windarking us is yeah. essentially what it probably boiled down to. Yep. And she had she was started kind of coming back down and we we just were not in a in a great setup. I mean we essentially no. had a we were kinda of in the lone little pine tree that was there. Yeah. Um and trying to inch into the shade as much as I could. Right. Without really moving. Yep. Uh, it just was what it was at that point. Yeah. Um, and and when she was was arcing us, she she was coming in closer. Yeah. And I think at the end of the day, um, I think we probably had her between forty and forty five. Yep. And she she went through that fifty seven yard spot and and kind of turned downhill a little bit. And um, when she stopped again she was in a clump of piney nasty stuff and then i then i had good shooting after that it was <laughs> after that it was good so like that's that was yep. that was really the last i mean there was obviously trees but not not impenetrable i mean uh there there were shooting lanes yep. um and i was a little worked up i will i will say i <laughs> cow fever i guess if you want to say uh got the you know got me and uh she was, she stopped and it seemed like an eternity. She was standing there, yep. and I at that point I had a had a range, um, a, a pretty good idea of of a five yard window of where I thought she was she was going to step out, and uh, again clipped on, feet Couple ready, ready. Just basically she had to clear that. She as soon as she was cleared that pine tree, I was gonna gonna hit her with a yo or something and, and yep. get her to stop and. Um, we would have been we would have been business, but uh, she stood there and stood there and this, there's some more and uh, eventually I think she just uh, I think she she got a little something she didn't like and she uh, I mean she busted but not hard no um, really she just took I don't know which I mean their bounds are in, incredibly large so I mean she probably went. 30 yards in, yep. in a couple of quick bounds and um end up just kind of easing up back to where those that other count cap went yep um it was close like that i i thought it was going to come together like we were 
I needed three steps. I mean, she was when she finally stopped and I could get myself together and get a range. Um, <laughs> I I knew uh, I was I was ready. Like I was there was tension on the string. I was just just waiting for basically her to her to to show the the muscle movement that she was going to take a step forward and yep. and I think I think it was it was going to happen right there but it just didn't play out. Yeah, it was close. She uh you know, she just hung up in a bad spot. Um and like I said, you know, like we mentioned before, the setup could have been better. I think had those out came down the transition like we were anticipating, we probably still would have been okay. Yeah. Uh just cuz they would have been, you know, they would have been close enough but um, had we, you know, hindsight's always twenty twenty to kind of to kind of Monday morning quarterback. I think we would have been up higher in that elk. You know, the first two elk probably would have came within range, but she probably would have came within twenty yards. You know, before she even had the chance to win darkest, that elk would have been shot. Yep, yep. I think uh, at the end of the day, we when that when that calf when that calf started calling and we. I think we we thought she was a little closer than she was, and I think we we grabbed the 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 best cover available right, right that second. I think we probably had another another two minutes that we that we could have got where yeah. we needed to be. Um, but in the moment, it's hard to yeah it's yeah you kind of got to know. Gotta I mean, do what it just you is what do. it is. Yeah. Um, but that that was that was a good encounter. That was. That was exciting. Yeah, and, no, we were close. And at the end of the day, I mean, we still had at that point we had three bulls bugling. Yeah, and uh, all fairly close and yep. talking a lot. Yeah. So uh, shortly after that encounter, we had a bull bugle up top that was close. Yeah, I don't, he had covered a lot of ground. Yep. You know, I think we had kind of heard him bugle off in the distance uh, at one point or another. Um, so yeah, he was he was not far. So we kind of made our move up. Yep. You know, trying to, um, trying to one, get into better cover where we were going to have a better setup. Yep. Uh, and then two, you know, just kind of get within that bubble. Um, and something happened. I don't know if those elk seen us moving up maybe, or, or if that's kind of when thermals had switched enough that they winded us, but they went, he went quiet pretty quick. Yeah. We got, we got up and I think he bugled twice more. Um, in the last bugle, it sounded like he had he had come come significantly closer. Yep. Um, in which I kind of think he might have grabbed those cows. Uh, part uh, part of it. Um, yeah, I, and that's I, very I'm pretty possible. sure he was alone um, with the ground that he covered. You know, I'm not sure. I'm sure he either they winded us or something. But uh, I think he probably grabbed those cows and they were gone. Yep. Yeah, that's uh, that's very possible too. So. Oh, after that, I think we grabbed some food. We were kind of waiting for one of those other bulls to bugle again, so we could kind of get a beat on them. Yeah, they they had continued to bugle. Um, once we were kind of up there, we, yep. we just kind of sat tight and listened to them for a while. Um, it, and we were, they were not far. No. Um, but we weren't really in the. We weren't really like we were enough to to be alert but not really enough to to you know be clipped on or anything like that i mean no. they were they were a few hundred yards away is, is what it sounded like yep um but really we were waiting for them to kind of make their next move yeah that's that's really what we needed um we climbed up top on that bench 
uh, it's just a, a big long bench and it's I don't even know how wide would that be up top at the widest probably 250 yeah it's not a it you know it's not a, a big wide bench by any means but it's very long yeah so we kind of got up top and we were you know we were towards the back end of this bench and we knew we wanted to work towards the front um and yeah that was kind of the game the rest of the day we were just waiting for one of these bulls to sound off in their beds so we could kind of uh pinpoint a location to move in and it just never happened no they they bugled for a little while longer after after that other bull up top had kind of went quiet and yep we felt like they were just below us kind of maybe at our level i think kind of towards the end we thought they were probably up towards our level um and then once they went quiet they they went quiet yeah that was the end yep so yeah we uh we kind of slow played it up there the rest of the day um and never had any action so we hiked out that night uh just knowing that we were going to come back in there again on another morning you know now that we had that intel uh and kind of move back in on them which we worked that whole bench but we played it fairly safe yeah um we 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 probably could have dove in a few you know a little little harder if we wanted to but um i think at the end of the day at that point we thought we still had lots of lots of days to go and yeah um didn't want to didn't want to really risk the knowledge we had when we had a couple more days yeah. to come in, you know? Yep. Um, so yeah, that was, that was Tuesday. Wednesday was a wash. Uh, we had to, uh, we had to get the tire on in the middle of the day. Right. Um, got back and things just kind of continued to snowball. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, it, it, I was kind of the black cloud of this trip, so I got to <laughs> give Jimmy credit for hanging in there. Everything, you know, it seemed like most of the shit that went wrong was, uh, was, was stuff with me, but yeah, we got back Wednesday afternoon. I had a bottle of insulin go bad. Uh, you know, so I was kind of fighting blood sugar problems for a couple hours. I got a different bottle, kind of got that squared away. Um, and I had this rash from hell, uh, start, I guess it started Wednesday morning. Uh, and I don't want to oversell this, but I'm, you know, I'm not talking kind of your typical rash this was like basically from my ears to my knees or my ankles uh kind of looked like the kool-aid man yeah and i mean i there's you're i don't no matter what you say really you're probably gonna under, <laughs> understate how bad this looked um yeah it, it was not good and I've, I've had this before we uh still haven't really figured out you know what causes it but um you know, I had, I had some medicine with me. I had some prednisone, uh, that I, I knew would take care of it, but, um, being diabetic and, you know, kind of managing my blood sugar already, then throwing some prednisone on top of that, it's not ideal. So, uh, I tried to put it off as long as I can, I could, um, you know, just use cream and Benadryl and, and kind of threw the kitchen sink at it. Uh, and it just, it wasn't getting better. And I kind of, I kind of knew, I mean, I, I knew at some point I was going to have to just start the medicine you right. know um but that put us into thursday morning right so yep. thursday morning we knew we were going to go back into that bench um and we went back in there and it was quiet i don't did we hear i don't think we oh it's dead silent yeah. didn't hear a thing and and it's hard to say you know i don't know um 
that area, not really the area we were in, but kind of the area on the other side, that basin across was definitely getting hunted. Yeah. I think there was what, five trucks in there the day before. Yeah. And the morning that Thursday morning, there was four trucks there. Yeah. So I, it's, it's very feasible that those elk just got pushed out of there. Yep. Um, but they weren't, they weren't there. No. So we, uh, I, I carried my pack that morning and, uh, to be completely honest, it was miserable. Yep. <laughs> uh, you know, it was, it was just rubbing my shoulders raw from, from whatever I had going on. So, um, we went, we went back into the spot we hunted Monday morning. Yep. Um, and yeah, I, I didn't even carry the pack. I was going to be the caller. So, uh, we went in there, um, ended up hearing what we thought was a bull. Right. When we got back in there a mile or a mile and a half, two miles, whatever it was. Uh, and that's when we ran into those two guys from Montana. Yep. Um, so yeah, I had a, had a quick conversation with them. They had told us that there was a bull in there, uh, that we ended up hearing. Yep. We heard him a couple times. Yeah. And he was, he was talking pretty good. I think that bull, um, probably would have played the game. Yeah. I think he that was, morning. he was, he was willing to play. Yeah. I think he was, yep. he was killable. Yeah, and then uh, the difficult part was these two guys were – they had to leave in the direction that he was. Right. And they had seen him that morning, and they didn't sound super interested in killing him. Um, but they never really said, like, hey, we'll leave another direction and you guys go kill him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they were uh, – they were great guys. Yeah. Um, and, I've, you know, their, their pickup was that way. Um but like you said, it didn't sound like they were interested in killing that bull. It sounded like they'd been there for most of the season already yeah. and probably planning to be there the rest of the season. Um, but they never really gave us the green light either. Yeah, and, and you know, they were they were good to us. We were good to them. You, you don't want to step on toes. And, yeah. But. No, I think, uh, I, you know, I think for the situation, it, it just kind of was what it was. They they didn't say, you know, hey, go ahead and go, ahead and go after that bull. So, um, I think we did the right thing and just kind of said, well, you guys are going that way. We'll, we'll, we'll turn back around and, and get out of here for you guys. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, uh, that was it for, for Thursday morning. We went back to camp, um, and we're just kind of, you know, thinking about what we were going to do, planning on what we were going to do. And, uh, I think we both kind of knew that things were going to, probably come to an end sooner than we wanted i yep. didn't want to admit it <laughs> yeah i think I, I think we both um i think we both in our heads knew that the best thing was for you to to, to start yeah on your steroids or whatever there and and get things taken care of but i don't think either of us really wanted to to turn in the towel i don't know if anybody really wanted to be the the guy to say well maybe yeah. maybe we we should end this yep yeah and i uh i think you said something to the effect of like yeah man you look like shit and i'm kind of like you know taking my shirt off like god you're right you know yeah and i mean not sound weird but it's just like i mean you're you're out there with somebody and like i mean at one point you would i think you're maybe messing with your insulin or something and he lifted your shirt off and i think it was your back and it was like purple like the rash had went from being like kind of red to like purplish. And I'm like, damn, like that's bad. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I, and I, like I said, I knew we were getting to that point. I, I didn't want to, I mean, it, 
it's it's going to take a lot for me to throw in the towel on an elk hunt anyways and then you know at the end of the day it's not just my hunt you know it, it's your hunt too so it's like god i just i try to put it off as long as i can and then when you said that i'm just kind of like you know i think we both kind of knew like okay right. maybe it's time to to think about packing up and heading back and and that's what we did so we ended up leaving about a day and a half early um ride home was fairly uneventful was not pleasant uh probably got sick of me scratching um we uh yeah we we took off we made good time we slept in uh, south dakota at a rest stop for a few hours i woke up so goddamn itchy that i just started driving <laughs> right um <laughs> uh, yeah, we and we we made it back and and uh you know we're a week later and I'm kind of finally getting back to normal so uh, but that was the that was a trip in a nutshell. Um uh, good. I mean, I I feel like it went without all the extra, you know, which I don't stuff. think we even mentioned our our trip to Big Sky. No. Jeez. No. How could we forget that? Yeah. So I uh I have a, a decked system for my truck with a cap, uh, which is fantastic. If anybody's thinking about getting one of those, I'd, I would highly recommend it. Um, but we had kind of another stupid thing happen where uh, I have a tight spot quiver, and it's the, I think it's the Rise model, so it has like a plastic clip where you can hang it if you're you know hunting in a tree stand. Uh, and essentially what happened is that ended up breaking, getting caught on a piece of plastic in my drawer so it flipped my arrows up and then the drawer was stuck with all my food i had a toolbox with my uh my impact a bunch of bits everything we needed to remedy that situation was now stuck in the drawer yep so no arrows no food and the tools that we needed to to take care of the situation all in, in one spot that we couldn't get to. Yeah. Um, so we went for, I think that was, it was the rainy Sunday. Sunday. I think it was Sunday morning. Sunday morning, yep. Yeah, so we went for a, a nice little tour, and uh, I think it was like, well, do we drive back to Bozeman again? Right. Or I guess we could go see Big Sky because it's about the same yeah. same distance, which not far at all, like 30 miles or something. Yeah. But to get there is a long trip. Yeah. Which we did get to see a little bit of Yellowstone. We did, yeah. Um, snow. Yeah. Some snow. Some snow. Uh, we even went into Wyoming for a few minutes yep. on our on our trek. Um, so, yeah, that was uh, another little hiccup we had along the, the way, which of any day, I mean, we were, we probably weren't hunt, hunting that morning anyways. Yeah. It was It was ugly, nasty snowy rainy sleety just terrible yeah. but um was was another thing that that piled on yeah yep so i got a uh, nice uh socket set from ace hardware and big sky and we took the top off the drawer and got that fixed and uh yeah <sighs> i guess that was really the start of things yeah that was probably that was probably the real start, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then the tire and the and uh, everything else after that, and uh, yeah, got to talk to a few real nice fellas there at, at Ace, and uh, you know, got some. They were kind of telling us about their elk season, and uh, one one gentleman that did let us know that uh, Michigan was a long ways to drive without any tools. Uh, <laughs> yep. You know, there <laughs> there's always that that grumpy old guy. I swear and 
any state, just in any any bad situation, you're gonna we we met a bunch of great people that were super nice, <laughs> and there's always that one guy, and of course we had to we had to talk to that one guy yeah. in that Ace parking lot that morning, and um, you know I don't think either of us were really in the mood to no. to handle that at that point. No, and it uh, kind of took all I could take to bite my tongue and tell him that there were in fact tools in the drawer that was now stuck. Yeah, rather than punching him in the throat like i think we both <laughs> both wanted to yeah oh man but yeah so that was uh i guess that was another adventure we kind of we kind of forgot about but yeah elk season uh 2021 was was good elk hunting not so great everything else yeah i think uh you know i think at the, we initially went we were planning on seven days of of yeah. hunting and i think we really ended up with three three solid days and then uh a couple like the like monday afternoon yeah just a couple little yep little hike arounds really um which you're 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 bound to have uh a couple days like that you know that that aren't ideal but uh um at the end of the day i i just don't think we we got the the days and the encounters that we were anticipating um not that we didn't have we had the, the full days we got to hunt we had good encounters uh you know felt like like we were in elk and um we just just didn't get those days that we needed to to have everything actually come together yeah and i think that's kind of what it boiled down to this trip i think we were in elk consistently enough that if we had gotten just more days and more encounters that would have came together. Yep. You know, uh, especially being early in our elk hunting career, I think we're just at the point where we need encounters. Yep. You know, we need encounters, we need experience, and then, uh, you know, eventually it, it's going to come together. But overall, a good trip. I mean, I don't think we can complain too much. Uh, what were maybe some things that you would, you know, maybe, I don't know, things you learned, things you would do differently, gear, whatever? Um, on the – I would say – one thing I, I think that we're still trying to figure out is is the distance from bulls. Um, Absolutely, I think is is something we've is really hard when you you only get you know I mean we probably had what I think, maybe five encounters this year. Yeah. Um. I guess I haven't really thought about about you know exactly how many, but something like that. I mean, when you get when you get that many, um. And it had been two years previously, and we really didn't have that many encounters that right. time. And um, I think I I, I want to say we need to be more aggressive, but at the end of the day, I I think what it really boils down to is I don't think we're not aggressive. I think the problem is, is we have our time. We still have our time judging how far those bulls are, and that lock the lack of experience and and no is causing us to not be as aggressive as we think we are. Yeah. Um. That that would be probably the one thing that I I think we we need to improve on or but the really the only way to improve on that is is experience. Yeah. So, yep. Um. I mean, other than that, I think equipment was was good. Um. I think the the base camp was was a nice worked out well for this trip, especially because we didn't really yeah. end up uh, having enough days to go in deep anywhere. Yep. Um. But that it was nice to have that um and then also we you know we had our our silexes and stuff to to be able to to bivy in if we needed to yep um 
so I, I think gear overall um, was good. Uh, I tried out Krispies this year, loved them. Uh, those those are great. Got a Kefaru. Uh, last time I had a, a Cabela's pack, which which was fine. Like I I would not if it's a good cheap option. Yeah. Um, I can tell you that spend the spend the money once cry <laughs> once um i'm kind of cheap but at the end of the day that that pack was was awesome this time and um really made made a huge difference i didn't i didn't realize how miserable i was last trip until this trip on the last day i was more comfortable than i would than i was on the first 10 minutes of of last trip so um but no overall i would say uh, gear was good. Other than that, I mean, I felt like we were in elk. Um, I felt like we were in elk consistently too. I can't even say that. Uh, I mean, I, I guess the, our afternoons were pretty, were pretty uneventful. Um, yeah. maybe, maybe figuring out a little bit more on that end. Um, it's just tough in our, in that country to, to glass. I, I, I would like to do more glassing. Um, yeah. that, that's something that kind of intrigues me. Um, not necessarily glassing for hours, but being able to see a little more country. Um, but just the area we're in, it just, it's tough. Um, so, um, yeah, like I said, I, I think, I, I think figuring out the distance thing is, is going to be huge for us. Yeah. I think you hit the nail on the head there. That's definitely the biggest thing I struggle with is, uh, really getting a good gauge on how far the elk are when they're bugling, uh, you know, especially when you're moving in on them. Uh, I feel like I tend to think they're closer than they are. Uh, I do. I think you're a little bit, I think you had a little bit better gauge on that than I did. Um, you know, that's, uh, I, I felt much more comfortable going with your distances kind of as, as time went on. It just, it's something I struggle with. Um, like you said, I don't, it's just not something that we have a ton of experience with. I think it'll get better. Uh, especially when we get some, some more call-ins and, and really, you know, get to, get to gauge that distance a little better. Uh, I think that was the biggest struggle for me. Uh, I felt like fitness was pretty good. Um, I, 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 for myself, I feel like I can always be a little bit more fit. You know, I, I could, I could probably drop another 10 pounds and, and it would benefit me. Yep. Uh, I, th- I think your fitness was very dial. I don't know how you felt, but I, I feel like you did extremely well out there. Yeah. I think, uh, uh, that, I guess that was one thing that was, was quite a bit different for me. I, I actually dropped about 40 pounds from last time. And, um, I honestly, I felt really good. Um, the one thing I will say is that, uh, the, like, I feel like working on legs a little more, um, sure, yeah. which it's just hard to replicate around here. I mean, I, I think I was telling you that, um, I'd kind of got in running a little bit, um, doing some five K's and stuff and, um, kind of, which is odd, but cause I hated running growing <laughs> up and I kind of found, I, I enjoy running a little bit and, uh, um, on my runs, I think I would, in a three mile run, I would have seven foot of elevation change. <laughs> um, and that was strictly from the road, the, the, the crown of the road. Yeah. Um, so it, it is just extremely hard here to get any kind of, of, of elevation gain. And, and I just, I, you know, I, I say legs, but at the end of the day, we just can't replicate that. And I think that's, that's always going to be a little bit of a struggle. Um, 
especially for the first couple days. I mean that yeah that that first day, which uh, first good day, I guess. Um, my you know my legs were uh, my legs and hips, I guess. You know you you feel it, it your pack can feel great here, but it's totally different when you start yeah start gaining elevation. Um, Absolutely. But no, I I, I do think uh, obviously you can always improve and. Um, but yeah, that was that was for me personally a big uh, a big difference from from last trip to this trip. So. Yeah, and that's you know this um, this summer, well spring and summer I guess I did a lot of uh, a lot more biking. I didn't do any running. Uh, I didn't really carry my pack much besides the last two weeks before. Um, kind of had I've been dealing with kind of a bum hip. Um, but as long as I have that squared away, I think I'll do more, you know, probably more running, probably get back to, I don't know that I'll go crazy carrying my pack again, but definitely just getting, you know, just getting that weight on your shoulders, getting that weight on your hips. I think that makes a difference. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I feel like my fitness was okay. I, I definitely can improve and, and I'll continue to improve there. Uh, I think my gear's fairly dialed. Uh, I've been kind of building that system over a few years and I didn't really have any complaints. You know, my boots were good. My, uh, my clothes were good. Um, I, I didn't really have any complaints there. I feel like our, our tactics were pretty good. You know, I, I really like, uh, Joel Turner and, and kind of his instinctive out calling. I think it makes a lot of sense. Um, you know, I felt like, uh, shooting's always going to be good for us. You know, I feel like, uh, not to say we're the best archers in the world, but we spend a lot of time there. So, uh, when the time comes, I think, I think shooting is going to be good. I'll probably spend, uh, more time this off season with again, uh, Joel Turner's, uh, shot IQ, you know, and, and I think, uh, that, that system makes a lot of sense too, but, uh, I, I didn't really have any complaints. I mean, I just, I think we need to get more encounters, get into elk more, you know, and, and, uh, I feel very confident that we're going to become guys that kill elk most years. Yep. Yeah. And I think, uh, honestly, I, I think, it, I think we're, we're to the point now where we need to get a kill on our belt. Um, yeah, absolutely. I, you know, I, I think we've had, we're getting to the point where we're getting encounters, we're getting close. Um, I think we just got to figure out that, that last little bit. Yep. Um, and I, I don't think you figure that out until it happens. Yeah. And I, uh, I mean, I, man, I, I think that time's coming. Like, I think we're getting there. I definitely left Montana this year feeling like we made a step forward. Yeah. You know, like I mentioned before, uh, it, you know, this game is so competitive and it's so tough with success rates the way they are that with elk hunting, you're kind of getting better. You're getting worse. I don't think there's a whole lot of staying the same. And I, I definitely don't feel like we left there taking a step backwards, you know? So I, I think that was encouraging and I think that's going to be a good thing for the future. Um, so yeah, that was, that was 2021, uh, 2022. Are we going to be elk hunting or, I mean, be... I could ask you if the sky is also still blue or I'd say we will be somewhere. <laughs> uh, might be Colorado, uh, with any luck, it might be Wyoming. Yeah. Um, but we will be somewhere. Yeah. Um, yeah so we'll kind of the same as uh similar to this year i guess we'll you know we'll we'll be applying in new mexico uh we'll be able to apply in wyoming this year it's it's not likely but we'll have a chance in the general with a couple of points um so yeah we'll we'll do that um 
we'll always have Colorado on the back burner and then we'll have a chance at Montana. Uh, I still think Montana is probably worth going back to. So at some point somewhere we'll be chasing Bucos again in 2022. Yeah. I, uh, I'm already excited. I mean, I, I love deer hunting and like tonight, you know, you seen that buck, you know, it gets, <laughs> it gets me excited. Um, but I will say at this point, I mean, elk hunting is, has really taken over. Um, it's just like it's that driving force for um i mean like working out this week and stuff it's like i'm gonna go sit in a tree stand like i i i'm in fine shape to go sit in a tree stand i don't <laughs> I, I don't need to be doing anything nope. um or calorie counting or any of that stuff i'm you know that I, that i do now and um you know it, it, it's really all about cunning and, and trying to find that success um, yeah like you, like you said, I feel like it's coming. Um, I think it will be a little interesting going. Uh, probably we will be going somewhere new next year. Yeah, good um, chance. So I, I think that is uh, that's that's exciting, a touch scary because I, I, not that we know that area well, but on the other hand, we have experience there, and um, yeah, I, I I think that, like I said, that's a little a little. It's exciting, but a little scary, like. Will will we be able to drop into a new area and find the? I I, I would say success we found um, this year. Yeah. Um. So uh, I think that's that's gonna be interesting. I I, I really think that'll um, kind of next year will prove if, if we can at least be an elk again um, in in a whole new area. That would that would really show me that we're 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 taking those steps of yeah uh, of be being elk hunters. I mean that for for a lack of a better way to say it. I mean being able to go to a new spot, be able to find elk and and get encounters. So um, that's that's something I'm looking forward to. Yeah, and that was something I felt like um, e scouting wise was pretty decent this year. But yeah, you're absolutely right. Next year is going to be the test. You know, if we end up in Colorado that has the most hunters or even if we end up in Wyoming or New Mexico or just somewhere we haven't been before, you know? So, uh, yeah, that'll, that'll be interesting. And, and I think you kind of hit the nail on the head that will probably tell the tale if we're kind of moving in the right direction, taking that next step towards coming the guys that kill elk versus the guys that just go elk hunting every year, you know? So yeah, that'll be good. I'm looking forward to it. I kind of, uh, you know, this week, haven't done a whole lot kind of you know debrief take a take a little bit of time off but i'm i'm looking forward to getting back into it soon yeah after I, we kill a couple of deer this week i say we kill a couple of deer and that'll <laughs> that'll take the the sting off a little bit um but uh i mean looking looking forward to, to flinging some arrows at at some deer i uh we, we we've had some pretty good success the last couple of years uh in the deer woods and um uh, it will be nice to taste full of success again here. So yes, so. lots of freezer room now. So we didn't uh, we didn't have to fill the freezer up with elk. So now it's time to fill it up with venison. Yep, yeah, get some more meat in the freezer. So yeah, so stay tuned. We uh, we definitely will be talking deer hunting coming up. Hopefully, uh, uh, Jimmy will be back on here telling you how we killed uh, killed that good buck opening weekend. But uh, it's here. It's October. The uh, the best deer hunting days are ahead of us. So. It's exciting. It, it's uh, it'll be November before I know it, and the golden days will be here. Those are 
those are uh, those are exciting. I, you know, I I've had some pretty good success in October the last few years, and yeah, definitely. Um, but man, you just can't beat it. Is, well, you can beat it with with running bulls in in, <laughs> in September. But other than that, you know, you get you get into the rut, uh, a whitetail rut, and that that's pretty exciting as well. So yeah, I think outside of elk hunting, there's going to be about those ten you know ten twelve days or whatever in November coming up that are probably my second favorite days of the year. So yeah, for sure, it's almost here. In the meantime, we'll try to. We'll try to uh, take a few does and, and see what happens in the early season. Like you said, you've had some good success, but uh, game time's coming. Yeah, for sure. So. All right, everybody. Well, thanks for tuning in as usual. Um, come back next week, and, and like I said, we'll we'll cover Aaron's recap and, and kind of see how things went for them in Idaho. But uh, as always, appreciate you guys tuning in, and we will catch you on the next one.